0: welcome back to the clydesdale media podcast my name is scott Schweitzer. i'm the clydesdale i'm your host and today we have a very special friend of the show one of our favorites matilda garns welcome matilda
1: thank you so much
0: so um the this series is about those who qualified for the rogue invitational so first of all congratulations about that
1: thank you but
0: but i've got to talk about your games experience your rookie season You get to go to Madison, got to see you out there on the floor. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So you make it to the games. Did it meet all the expectations you had for that?
1: Oh, wow. Um, It's a hard question, I think. Uh, Kind of. It was as big as I imagined, and it was a really, really good experience. Um, Yeah, it was amazing.
0: So what was your goal going into the games?
1: I think I had some placement goals and some goals just for myself. Um, And I really wanted to place top 20. That was before we knew about the new cuts. So I really wanted to be able to compete the whole weekend. Like, I didn't want to end up as a spectator on Sunday. (laughs) And I did. And the other goal for myself was to just manage to show what I was good of and do the best I could in every workout. Yeah.
0: So you met those goals. Um, cause you had some amazing finishes and you finished 19th, which is top 20. True. <laughs> and you got to finish the weekend, yeah. uh, on the competition floor. So, um, it was a crazy week there was a lot of weather issues schedules yeah. got all got all messed up how did that affect your game plan throughout the week
1: didn't affect me too much i think um, going into the games everything was a bit like you didn't know when to meet up like the briefing was every day uh, and you didn't know all the workouts anyway so that Things got changed, but we didn't know how it was supposed to be either. Uh, like, in the semifinals, we knew everything, like all the workouts many weeks before, and we have made game plans, and um, yeah, so I was kind of ready for just, just to be ready for anything.
0: <laughs> so, you did semifinals, and you, you knew how to kind of get through that weekend. Now you have, like, a week-long event. What was nutrition like that week? What was like getting with your coach? Did you have someone to like carry your stuff around? How did all that go?
1: Yeah, my coach was. He did everything. <laughs> I feel a bit sorry for him. He carried my stuff. <laughs> he did braid my hair. He helped me with warm up. He had to make food for me, and yeah, it was amazing. So I couldn't have uh, done the games without him. Uh, and I think. Uh, I'm only used to compete for a weekend, like semifinals and stuff, and I've always been pretty good at eating during competitions. Like I don't, I don't think I struggled that much uh, as many other does, but one week that was hard. <laughs> so yeah. like the last days, I really didn't want to eat, <laughs> but like you have to, you have to fuel up. So manage some some food in a, some way. <laughs>
0: So I want to go back. You said your coach even braided your hair. I know. Is is that on the job description when you hire somebody?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He actually learned like five days before the games because we didn't have anyone that could braid me. And I really love competing with braids. So he did a a great job.
0: (laughs) Is that a Norwegian thing?
1: Maybe, like uh, whatever braids, yeah. Think, yeah, because uh, I know we talked to athletes uh, competing with braids.
0: Yeah. We talked to Jacqueline last week and, yeah. you know, she talks about her battle braids and uh, it just seems to be a thing with uh, you from you people from Norway. So yeah. uh, I just wanted to check that out.
1: Yeah, I think so. I know she's kind of the
0: warrior look.
1: She's really good at doing braids on herself though. So I, I can't do that. She's really good.
0: She does them herself. Yeah. Wow.
1: It's yeah, when I
0: when so I have a I have a daughter. She's 21 now, but when she was smaller, uh she always wanted to experiment with her hair and her mother would just not want to do any of it. So I did all of that. I dyed her hair. I I did the braids, I did the ponytails, all of that stuff. Um that was my role as dad.
1: Oh, so you know how to braid?
0: Uh I wouldn't say I'm good at it. But I've done it a couple times.
1: Are you going to rogue?
0: Uh, I wish.
1: Then you could uh, braid my hair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you want that. And I, (laughs) I, yeah, no, no. My daughter would always complain about my, my style in, in braiding. So I'm sure you don't want that. (laughs) Okay. But I can dye hair really well.
1: Okay, that's nice though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get to Madison, um, check-in is like Sunday, I believe. and then the first event is Wednesday, so you have to kind of like stay ready, stay loose, move around. Did you drop into some gyms around Madison?
1: Uh, we actually was allowed to train at the warm-up area. Okay. So I did that on Tuesday. Rest day Monday, I think. And then we started up Wednesday. It was nice just to see what we were able to use in the warm-up area and just to get to know the arena and stuff. So that was awesome.
0: So the programming was very different than years past. A lot of new elements that no but not even veterans knew about. So were you happy to see the new elements or was it... um, Was it a challenge for you?
1: I wasn't happy. (laughs) I can say (laughs) Uh, it wasn't a challenge either as some of the movements was a challenge, of course. Uh, But I would have been more happier with the old programming.
0: Yeah. So we start with a bike, you do really well, Uh, Finish top 10. Um, it was it good to get that first one out of the way and under your belt and have a good finish to start the games off.
1: Yeah, it was an amazing start. So then I really felt like, wow, I'm here <laughs> and I'm competing with the big gear girls.
0: <laughs> and I, I believe last time we talked to you, you had had a bike accident yeah. in your recent past. So the first event is a bike event and you do really well. So that's got to build confidence
1: yeah it was uh, that was nice. I've been a bit scared after the bike accident last year, so I didn't I didn't bike again after I think it was maybe eight months after the accident I first uh, biked again. so yeah, it was nice to have some confidence um on the workout.
0: yeah, it would have been interesting to see how well you would do if you actually trained for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm ready.
0: Yeah. So then that night we go to the skill speed medley with a lot of crazy movements. Um, and that that wasn't your best finish. No. So, so you go from like a high to a low and and that seems to be the theme of the week that you have some good finishes and you have some not so good finishes. Um, what are you going to do in the off season to make sure that you close the gap on that?
1: I'm gonna work a lot of my weaknesses, Um, yeah. So I think I got a lot more top 10 finishes that I could ever imagine, but also I didn't expect to have like so many bad finishes either. So I really need to work on the weaknesses that, yeah, this off season.
0: Have you, have you had to sit down with your coach to identify what all those are and what yeah. the game plan is for the off season?
1: Yeah. So we have, yeah, we took a look about, um, maybe a week after the games, just looked through every event and found out what was my biggest weaknesses. And there were some rookie mistakes that I'm like the skill medley. I'm pretty good at those. But I was just a bit scared and too slow on the pistol squats. But I'm I'm good at my hands, I'm good doing pegboards, I'm good at jumping jumping ropes. So that's not a big weakness. Uh, but like strict hands and push-ups and strength is. So I'm doing a lot of squatting and pressing this off season.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if our audience members don't know, you are by far the tallest athlete I think that was on the floor so you are like the brent fitkowski of the female division yeah (laughs) yeah and so you have those long levers that like a pistol just takes you longer because you have a lot further to go than say a a jacqueline dahlstrom
1: yeah so but uh, it's no excuse i just have to be faster (laughs) i think i think (laughs) I'm actually not too bad at pistols, but I've been a bit scared of them after I had a surgery in my knee. So I'm scared of the bounce in the bottom, but now I know my knee can handle it. So I just need to to work on the speed, I think.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So overall, the on the weekend, um, what was your favorite? What was your favorite event from the games?
1: Um, I think maybe the first one. Okay, and yeah, I finished first on the 75 toaster bar, and that was just it was also my first event ever at the CrossFit Games, so that was kind of surreal. And it was really fun biking, and I long I love those longer events like power events, is not my thing, but I love all the events that is over like 30 minutes, 20 30 minutes. Um, and it was also a lot of gymnastics, so yeah. Think uh, that one uh, and maybe the ring must love event.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what is the event you learn the most about yourself?
1: Um... Oh, it's hard. <laughs> like <laughs> about weaknesses or
0: uh, just that you either gain confidence from because you learned you could do something you didn't think you could do, or maybe a weakness that you didn't know you had.
1: Mm, Maybe the.
0: Oh, Let, let me rephrase. What's the workout you're most proud of that you did something that surprised yourself.
1: Um, I'm actually most proud of the strict wall for facing handsome push ups one, even though okay. I placed almost last. <laughs> uh, I think it was because I knew it was a big, big weakness, and I knew in the warm up that I might did not even get one rep because I struggled so much with the strict wall facing handsome push ups. Uh, so I just tried to do my very, very best. And I didn't manage to do one rep in the warm-up. And I asked my judge if there was a tie break because I saw some other girls were struggling. So I did what I could do to just place a bit higher than last. And I did full send on the echo bike just to be the best one of all the girls that couldn't do a rep. Um, And then I tried and tried and tried in the middle of the Coliseum. Uh, So many people watching. Uh, I think I was afraid of like before I went out on the floor. I was I said to my coach like I don't want to go out there because everyone can do a rep and I'm just gonna stand there looking stupid. <laughs> but I did. I did just I tried and tried and tried the whole event. I did I was 10 minutes on this strict wall facing hands and pushups, and I managed one rep in the end, like 10 seconds before the the time cap. And even though it was my baddest placement, I was just so, so happy to manage to do that one rep. Uh, and I think I learned, of course, I found out a bigger weakness than normal strict hands and pushups. Uh, but also, it felt like a mental, like I learned something about myself mentally, just not giving up.
0: I love that story. It's kind of the, the, what CrossFit is known for, right? Is to go out and try new things, do things that you don't think you're good at, and maybe you surprise yourself. And um I, I just love it. have you tried any wall-facing handstand push-ups since?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um it's in my program like every almost every day. <laughs> so I'm working on it. <laughs>
0: When in the gym, you can scale it back a little bit, right? You can start with like not a deficit yeah, and kind of get better and work your way up, which um, it would be interesting to see how you develop over the next year with that.
1: Yeah. I'm doing different variations, so it's going to be exciting to see if I manage to do the whole workout someday instead of one rep. <laughs>
0: So the end of the week comes and you have some great finishes and I'll tell you what surprised me the most. And maybe you didn't surprise you was, uh, the shoulder to overhead at the end of the shuttle to overhead that you finished fifth top five. And I, and strength is not really your strength, no. but you, you did really well at that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, uh, strength is not my my jam, but I'm really good at split jerks, I think, and especially when I'm tired, like, my 1RM is not that high, but I, I think when I had 105 kilos as my 1RM, I could do five reps at 100 kilos. So it was a perfect event for me. It was yeah, and- being a bit higher in a strength event because I've never done that. <laughs>
0: and you did really well on the shuttle too. So that was a good combo for you.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, you go to the games, you have your experience. How did you celebrate at the end of the weekend?
1: Uh, I joined the after party (laughs) and we traveled to Chicago, the whole Norwegian squad, just having some days off eating a lot of good, uh, food and just relaxing at the beach. We had some nice days before we traveled home to Norway.
0: Oh, very cool. So I have a question from one of our listeners, Tomas, um, and he's asking, are you, are you going to the IF3 worlds?
1: Yes, I am in Mexico.
0: Okay. So, wow. You have a really busy off season
1: yeah uh it's kind of busy i think i've talked to my coach and we we are having off-season training so the focus is about next season like the crossfit game season um but i still need some more competition experience so that's why we decided to join some competitions not like uh, prioritizing them as the game. So I need to accept that I won't be in my best shape ever, uh, but I really need some experience as well. So that's what we're trying to do this off season.
0: So I had Justin Kotler on, gosh, during Madrid. And he was talking about how he had heard that Norway has government funding for fitness competitions. And it's more in the functional fitness world, and Jacqueline explained to me that it's really just the functional fitness world, not necessarily CrossFit, but it can't cross over. So, yeah. are you on the Nor the Norway team for functional fitness uh, in order to get some of that government funding to help you train?
1: Yes. So we have a national team and a coach and a physiotherapist and everything. So we and we have insurance if we. Uh, get injured need a surgery and stuff and that's uh, the functional fitness but you can still cover some like injuries from a crossfit competition and we are still doing like crossfit training if we have camps and the national team coach is also a crossfit coach so it's kind of it's kind of both but it's called functional fitness national team because that's the sport
0: yeah. And it's kind of growing. We, we have a team here in the U S um, it's not full of the names that you know, from the CrossFit world, but it's slowly growing. And I don't think it's government funded here in the United States. So it's harder to get participation in that, but I know that it was a big deal for Kristen Holta to win that championship. That was one of her goals before she retired. And I know yeah. she did that right before she retired. Um, is that a goal of yours to become a world champion?
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, I've placed uh, second and third in the world championship before. So, uh, as an individual, but I've been in 2018, I was competing as team Norway, a like team of four in the world championship and we got first. So the only thing that's missing it's to become a world champion individual. In the functional fitness world. So right. I'm going to do my best to manage that. So maybe maybe this and, year, next year. Let's see.
0: And it's more known, right? You know what the events are ahead of time?
1: Uh, no, we don't know them like now, but we know, We I think we get to know every event some weeks before maybe. And we okay. know that it's six events. The first one is endurance. The second one is uh, skill. There's one mix. There's one power test, one strength test, and one bodyweight endurance. So we know some things. Yeah.
0: So it has a structure that it sticks with the all, at all times. Yeah. Much different than the CrossFit Games, which like this year was very front half gymnastics and back half strength.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that could change next year where it's completely different. So, uh, so well, good luck with that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of trying to get into that and understand that world a little bit better so I can follow some of the stuff that's going on there. Uh, so good luck with that and hope you become a world champion.
1: Thank you. I hope so too.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about Madrid. So at Madrid, you decided to do team. Yeah. And I know, I think half the team was Oslo Navy Blue?
1: Yeah, half of the team. And there was one other guy from CrossFit Oslo, Purple Red.
0: Okay. And then you, and you guys won Madrid. What was that experience like? Um, After the, the stress of the individual attempt at the games to go on a team and have such a successful weekend.
1: It was so much fun, Uh, really fun being on our team again. I've done, I did the team in the 2020 season and I haven't done any team competition since. Um, so it was so much fun. And I think for me, I, I wasn't ready to go individual for Madrid, like after the game, certain time off. And I found it more stressful mentally being individual. than than to compete together with three others and being on a team. So we just, we had fun the whole weekend, no stress. We just enjoyed every second out there. So it was amazing. Yeah.
0: So Oslo Navy Blue has made a name for itself at the Games. Two years in a row, podium. Um, Do you get any chance or any opportunity to watch them at the Games Or are you so busy doing your own thing that you don't get to see any of that?
1: Um, this year I only watched, um, on the stream (laughs) between my events and the final event when I was done, I went up uh, as a spectator in the Coliseum to watch them. And that was amazing. So it's uh, all of them are really good friends of mine. So I wish I could share them on the whole weekend, but, um, yeah. We had to focus a bit on my own competition. (laughs) (laughs) Right. uh, It was uh, really fun to watch them uh, in the final event.
0: So not to skip around too much, but back to the games at the Coliseum. I've been to several games now. That is the loudest I have heard the Coliseum ever. What was it like performing out there on the floor with the crowd getting that crazy uh, in there?
1: it's it's mixed feelings it's like it's amazing to hear every everyone and it's an amazing feeling competing inside the coliseum because it's so loud because all the people are cheering you on uh but that was also a part i experienced um um at the games like on the skill medley uh, i got my judge started started talking to me on the pistol squats and i had no chance to hear what he said so i didn't know if i got no rep or i was done like and that was an experience I needed. Like, I should have just continued doing my reps, but I stopped up. And, yeah, then I was too slow to manage to go to the next round uh, because I had no idea that it could be that loud inside a coliseum. Um, so, yeah, but it's it's amazing uh, how all the spectators are cheering on you. So it's just an amazing feeling, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we need to come up with hand signals for the judges. Yeah. Like when you're done, like they they fist or something. So you know you're done. Cause especially in those pistols, they had to be unbroken.
1: Yeah. So I didn't want to stop like I was just standing on one feet. Like, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Uh it's it's a it's a good problem to have. We just need to find a solution. Yeah. (laughs) Because Because last year after COVID, it was not loud in the Coliseum. It was not full. And so it was so good to see all that this year kind of back at it and, and the fans get to come out and see everybody.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was, uh, it was amazing.
0: So with Madrid, you were sponsored by Hustle Made, your team. Yes. And you are an individually sponsored athlete with Hustle Made. Yes. So what has that done to change the way you've been able to prepare for the games?
1: It's uh, been amazing. I signed a contract after the semifinals this year, and it's just been an amazing sport, both uh, like it's been easier for me to be a full-time athlete and Craig and Dust is really supportive and always cheering on me. Um, also so it's an amazing team and both of them are amazing to all of us athletes
0: yeah jacqueline told us that the, she couldn't believe the exposure she got like she went from barely twenty thousand followers and made a huge jump when she signed with hustle made because of all of their followers yeah did you experience the same thing
1: yeah some yeah i did maybe not the same as jacqueline but uh a bit more than without the hustle made, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, she had almost a full year head start on you.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the jump actually came from you coming on our show, but, you know. That's... Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a good mix, <laughs> I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so that's really cool. And, and Jacqueline said a lot of the same things. Like the relationship with Craig and Jazz has been really good. And they're so supportive. And I think, like, I don't know them personally, but I think what they're doing for European athletes and getting them exposure and getting and affording them opportunities is amazing.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about Rogue. So Rogue is one of the coolest events out there because they treat the athletes in a way that you don't get treated at other events. It is more of an exhibition than it is a competition. They just want to highlight the athletes um, and they want to give them the best experience possible. So how excited are you that you got the invite to Rogue?
1: I'm really excited. Uh, I managed to sneak in and, <laughs> I got to know last week so yeah I'm really really looking forward to it I was supposed to have some months off season uh, but yeah I didn't need more than one minute to decide after I saw the email like just change around things and of course um, I'm not saying no thanks to that opportunity so I can't wait to go it's going to be amazing and I'm really looking forward to travel together with Andrea Sulberg. She's one of my friends and training partners here in CrossFit Oslo in Norway. So we actually just ordered flights and everything before before this show.
0: <laughs> so that is awesome because I'm hoping, I think we're really close to scheduling her for Thursday.
1: Yeah, she said so.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we have it. I just need confirmation from her, but is there anything that you want to say to her that I can play back for her when she's on the show?
1: Uh, first, uh, congratulations with being the national champion in Norway. We had a um, competition this weekend in functional fitness. Uh, that's really, really well-deserved. She's an amazing athlete and I can't wait to go to work together with her. She, she's an amazing girl. And Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, I will cut that out and I will play that for her uh, on (laughs) her episode. Um, Are you more excited about the competition and going on the floor with the top athletes or to get all the swag that rogue has for their athletes when they show up?
1: (laughs) Uh, Both. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm really, I just, uh, it seems like a really good uh, competition and uh, I talked to some of the athletes that has been there and I know Jacqueline also told um, my coach, I think, that uh, they are just treating you so well and it's just an amazing experience for all the athletes that are out there. So it's going to be nice to to be a part of that.
0: Yeah. Um, we talked to Bailey Rogers who, who qualified as well. Yeah. She is so excited about getting a cowboy hat. That's that's Need why to. she wants to go. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're excited. <laughs> we had to yeah, mess and, uh, um, and telling our size, so I'm really excited for that cowboy hat.
0: Yeah, I actually volunteered at Rogue last year because I wanted to learn media from their perspective, and um, my first day, I was in the cowboy hat, cowboy boot area, making sure that everybody got their stuff, and yeah. it was so cool. How well they treated everybody, and how excited the athletes were to get fitted for hats and boots and all the stuff, uh it was really cool, and they had just like armfuls of go ruck stuff and cowboy stuff, and
1: yeah, nice so it's like almost
0: the- like going back to the games,
1: yeah, it's like going back to the games almost,
0: yeah. Yeah. How did you get all your your swag back from the games? Or did you just have to give it away?
1: Uh, We actually had an extra suitcase going home. So we managed to take some of the stuff with us to Norway and um, have given some away. So yeah, my physiotherapist has one in his room and chiropractor in his room. And yeah, (laughs) some of my friends are training with my name. They they're happy.
0: So, so you're going to Rogue. I looked at the, your events on, on the qualifier. Uh, event one, you got an event win.
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: So, is that your first big competition win?
1: Maybe, yeah. Very cool. I think, individually, I think, yeah.
0: So there were a lot of judging issues, uh, not really judging, direction issues with videoing, all of that stuff. Did you get caught up in any of that or were you clean for the four events?
1: Um, There was some, I think some of the European athletes, including myself, did uh, uh, 29 kilos instead of 30. So I think like we and Rogue, didn't uh, use the same uh, kind of match between pounds and kilos. So that was a problem. (laughs) Uh, But we managed to find out together with Rogue And I think it was a fair decision. Um, Other than that, everything was okay, like from judging and everything. It was just really stressful during the weekend because we had to measure everything with the scale. So especially for the clean and jerk workout with five barbells, um, like we warmed up, but but then we used like 30 minutes to measure everything.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) But uh, yeah, I had a lot of people helping me my coach and some of my training partners at CrossFit also. So we managed and I'm glad we did. Yeah.
0: Is it more stressful? to do the workout or to video the workout
1: video the workout (laughs) it is actually yeah and like while you are in the workout i'm like while i'm sweating and breathing i'm like can someone check my camera because you're so afraid (laughs) that it's stopped or anything like you're working hard and you don't even know if it's uh, still recording so uh, you need a lot of people around you to do those qualifiers. And that's kind of stressful because you feel like you need so much help. <laughs> and so I I really don't enjoy online competitions as much as live competition. It's a whole different thing.
0: That seems to be such a consistent answer that the videoing is so stressful. Yes. and. I wish there was something we could do to, to change that. You know, we have all this technology like, like this, that you could set up a camera and have an, like an official judge.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's a good, idea. just
0: like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like hire five judges to, to judge events or whatever They hop on a zoom and you do the event and they judge you live on zoom. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about, like, submitting the video, making short uploads in time, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's a really good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: think we need more than five, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I actually come, I came from the judging world before I started doing this, oh, um, yeah. and I judged, like, regionals and stuff like that. But yeah. um, but you're right. We would need a lot more than that. <laughs> I was just throwing a number out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then the rest of the qualifiers, you were doing really well through event three and in event four, which was the front squat burpee, shoulder to overhead, uh, you took 16th. Yeah. How did that add to the stress of whether you were going to get to go to rogue or not?
1: That was uh, kind of stressful. Yeah. I actually did that workout twice as well. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't do better. Front squat is a really, really big weakness and yeah, it was it was the hardest workout of the weekend, both mentally and physically for me. So, yeah. It was hard.
0: I think what surprised me is the first event with thrusters and muscle-ups. Those are not traditionally tall person events.
1: No. Uh, it's and yet you won. Yeah. <laughs> but I've always been pretty good at step-ups and lunges.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and compared to squatting. And bar muscle as well. I did every round and broken, and, and I could just jump up after the thrust. I don't remember the order, but yeah. Um, So I think that saved me. The bar okay. muscle yeah, that and makes the sense. Ups, actually and like uh, the step-ups is really hard for shorter athletes um since the box is higher for them kind of
0: <laughs> yeah so you they get to deadlift up. you get to step up
1: yes and they get to the trusters have long arms long legs but the step-ups was yeah. uh, that was good for me yeah
0: so we already know you're doing rogue we know you're doing the if3 any other competitions, or are you going to take a break after that?
1: Um, I haven't really decided. Um, I was supposed to do the Dubai qualifier. Uh, but now that I got invite for Rogue, I haven't decided if I'm going to try or not. But I think I might do the qualifier just to have the opportunity. Um, and I also got a wildcard invite for Budapest. Um, I guess I'm not doing everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we need to um, I'm ha- actually having a meeting tomorrow with my coach and just decide the rest of the the season or the off-season and the competitions I'm gonna try to do.
0: So with that, what is harder on your body, the traveling or doing the competition?
1: Um I think almost the traveling, like of course I had some small injuries so competing is harder for like my shoulder and back injury but I think like the mental stuff and energy level and stuff it's more affected by all the traveling and especially the jet lag. I really struggle with sleeping <laughs> and I struggle enough when I'm in my own country in my own bed uh, right. so I find it hard just traveling to another time zone and try to sleep in yeah different time zones and stuff so that was also something I struggled a lot with uh, during the games uh, to sleep since I was used to sleeping in like the times we have in Norway so Yeah, I I can't even
0: imagine, you know, if I even just travel across the country and go three hours back, like I'm up at 4am and I can't sleep, right? (laughs) Uh, So to go six hours to Madison or seven hours to Madison, like you'd be up at midnight. Like, how did that, did you ever get acclimated that week? Yeah, we traveled
1: like 10 days before. But I still struggled with turning around. Like, um, yeah, of course, it's better than arriving one day before the games. But, uh, yeah, it was a bit hard during the pre-camp as well to train at those times we were supposed to compete at at the games because that's in the middle of the night in Norway. So the body is not used to that. Um, But um, I'm learning, (laughs) trying to learn. Is there
0: anything that you would do differently next year to get your body ready for that? Would you train at different times?
1: Maybe train at different times in Norway before we travel and maybe go even earlier than 10 days, maybe two weeks, two, three weeks before. Um, Of course, if I have the opportunity, Uh, but I think 10 10 days was a bit, like I could maybe turn around the time zone and the sleeping schedule for the games. But the quality of the training at the pre-camp was not as good as it should have been because we still struggled with jet lag. So the last week of training was a bit important. We get, yeah. So maybe travel a bit earlier, I think.
0: Cause I think, I think the Iceland contingent, they leave like three weeks before the games. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even sure their as, their time zone is much. I think they're closer, right?
1: They, yeah. I think they're like five hours, two hours less than us.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. And your background is physical therapy. Yeah. So how much? I know we talked about this before the games that you have. The physical therapist on one side and the athlete on the other yeah. and the athlete always wins yes was that the case at the games as well or is that what you need to happen at the games
1: the athlete uh, still won yeah <laughs> or of course i would never have like i really wanted to complete the games even though i got an injury on in my back on the pig flip and um, okay and at that moment, I was so scared of having to withdraw um, the same day. And yeah, but I'm really glad I could complete the whole weekend. And then I think it was it was good that the athlete won. Uh, but the last weeks um, have been a bit hard for my body. <laughs> and maybe the physiotherapist part of me should have... <laughs> ...get an opinion... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I'm going to take care of my body and just be uh, become injury free and ready for the rogue yeah.
0: So so the off season is about the physio winning those yes. battles, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I that's a that's a great point because I looked at your finish in the capital and I was really surprised it was as low as it was. Uh, cuz I know you run all the time. And it was so you injured yourself on the pig flip before you even got out on the run. Yes. How much did that affect the rest of the the journey to the capital?
1: Um, a lot. I it was it was terrible to run. Uh, my right leg just wasn't running with me, so it was a long run. Um, and it really sucked because that was the event I actually was looking most forward to because I love running and strong one stuff um, so it was mentally hard uh, also because you had to complete the event um, there was no time cap and if I could I would have stopped during the event and complete the rest of the games uh, because it was a lot worse after completing the capital of course. Uh, but I'm also glad I did because I learned a lot and I learned that I like, you can finish anyways, like just suck it up and yeah.
0: So was it lower back, mid back?
1: Lower back. Oh, Yeah. So, and then
0: the Husa the fell stone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Getting up the
0: steps. Oh uh, my gosh.
1: Spicy. Yeah.
0: How much mental fortitude did it take you to get up those steps?
1: A lot. It was uh, just one step at a time. Um, It felt like a one RM step up. Every step felt like that. (laughs)
0: my <laughs> goodness and that's you what know. you're strong at you're strong at stepping up
1: yeah that's true <laughs> so <laughs> no problem <laughs> right uh yeah um but on paper i really love the event uh it was just a really really bad timing that i injured myself in that event because if not i would have loved it i love running and i'm also pretty good at running to so be especially I'm, i think i'm good at running compared to how tall and heavy i am not like really heavy but um i know the the light shorter girls are just flying when they are running but it was a great combo for me uh with the running and the strongman um so yeah i would have loved doing that again without pain in my back
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so the who's the fellstone if you're healthy is that hard for you? Because you do have the long arms where you could wrap completely around that stone. Yeah. Or sandbag, whatever.
1: So I think like sandbag carries and stuff are pretty good um, to me because I have really long arms. So it's just easier to, to hold the bag. Even though I finished, like I was running or not running, walking kind of ish uh, over the finish line with my hands. Like, this around the <laughs> and I remember my coach said, like, you have to use your long arms, get to hold the sandbag yeah, with your long arms. And I was like, holding it with my fingertips <laughs> in the end. I just don't drop that sandbag, <laughs> I can't pick it up again.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, at that point, with the back hurting, you're just doing whatever you can to get across the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and actually. Did it did it give you any relief to kind of be forward, or did it hurt more forward or back?
1: Uh, it hurt more uh, going back in my in my lower back. Yeah, so extension in my back is that's uh, the most painful thing, and it's it's still pretty painful. I'm actually having an MRI this week, so my fingers are crossed that it will be over until before Rogue. I hope so.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I've been through back pain. I have, uh, I had a bulging disc at L one S S one L five.
1: L 5s one.
0: Yeah. 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 I've had eight back procedures in the last wow. two years. Wow. Yeah. And I'm finally like, I am, I am pain-free right now. So okay. I am blessed and i'm back to working out hard and i'm losing weight and i'm doing all the things i need to do but yeah back pain is so debilitating
1: yeah you can't like you can't use your upper body and not your lower body because it's like in the middle so yeah it's really painful and annoying it is but i'm glad you're doing better
0: yeah yeah so much better um so we go to rogue you say you love strongman and hopefully you'll be healthy getting there um they are known for throwing strongman um type events into the CrossFit because the other show at Rogue is a strongman strongman competition. Yeah. And so they like to kind of combine the stuff in the middle. Is are you excited to do something more like that?
1: Yeah, it's not like I love strongman, <laughs> but I think the combo of running and strongman was good for me because I think I'm better at strongman than some of the lighter, smaller athletes. Um, but I'm starting to enjoy strongman training more and more. So I'm excited to see um, if the work has paid off. i done more strongman um, now before the Games. And I think it's also just really cool to watch. And yeah, you feel kind of badass doing strongman. So <laughs> it's fun <laughs> doing that with... Yeah, and- uh, the other strong girls
0: (laughs) yeah anytime you get to feel like a badass it's a good thing right
1: yeah right (laughs) but i hope they throw in a lot of gymnastics as well because that's my favorite so
0: last last year they built a hill
1: yeah i I, remember running up the hill
0: yes tv did not do that justice that hill was so steep like if you sat on it you slid down wow So do you like, do you like inclines like that? Or is that something you want to try because you've seen it on TV?
1: I'm not going to have the same answer on those questions because yes, (laughs) I really want to try, uh, but no, uh, I'm a better runner uh, without the incline. (laughs) Gotcha. But of course you want to try, of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The best part to watch was coming back down the hill.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: because like some people would try to slow down at the bottom and others just let it rip. Yeah. Um, well, Matilda, this has been a blast. Um, I hope that I get to see you somewhere in the competition world this off season. I will be at Wadapalooza. Most likely I'm not going to be at Rogue, but if you need your hair braided at Wadapalooza, I'm there.
1: Yes. Okay. Then I have to go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And we can dye it purple or something just for fun.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) There you go. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for jumping on. This has been a blast as always. You are one of our favorites and I can't (laughs) wait to see it rogue.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale media for today's episode if you like what you hear hit that like button hit the subscribe button and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time with cladsdale media